Hey, Sister Fran. This week's podcast is a live training I did inside of the Set Free Sisterhood Facebook group back in February. And I want to share it with you because I really broke down how to visualize your day, visualize your future self, really walk through and see where your routines are and how you need to shift them. We talked about awareness, triggers, we talked about releasing them and really spending time in some self-discovery as well. Because I don't know about you, but I remember in my deepest, darkest times, remember high performing, going to work, taking care of kids, going to church, doing all the things. Nobody knew. It was just me, right? It was my insides, my thoughts, waking up at 3 a.m. a lot of times, having anxiety, just thinking, oh, I got to get control of my drinking and like Googling, how do I know if I'm drinking too much? Oh my gosh, am I an alcoholic? Do I need to go to AA? Like all these things, I was there. And we get to a place where like so overwhelmed, then we have wine again (laughs) or have that drink again because of all our, all the thoughts spinning. And really, I know a lot of people are drawn to this podcast, but you, my, my woman who I want to help and support and who is just like me, we don't really need to go to AA. We don't need to go to rehab. It's just a stronghold over our life. Yes, we physically have headaches. We get irritated. Yes, our brains are taking a while to balance back out with the, the hormones and the lack of dopamine and then the cortisol and all the things that happen. But you can do this. And I want you to know that you can do this and go into this thinking, I just want to control my drinking or I want to just reduce it. And then you get to decide where you go from there. That's where I started. I know a lot of times it seems super scary to think, oh my gosh, do I have to quit forever? Like what about weddings and what about vacations? So drinking less is literally the first step. And I know it can be super scary. But once we see what's underneath, that's where we can really grow and work on cultivating healthy relationships, work on our mindset and our negative thinking, and just begin with that whole like loving ourselves and getting to know us again, and really reigniting our faith as well, which is a huge part of my personal story and the foundation for me. So how do you do that? Well, you work with me. I'm here for one-on-one coaching right now. The Stop Drinking Boot Camp will probably be renamed (laughs) this summer. And that's okay because it's always evolving because I think a lot of you were scared to death to stop. Am I right? Am I right? Can y'all raise your hand over there? I, I really believe that. I'm really hearing from you. And there's this huge fear of like, what if I commit to stop and then I can't? What if I keep messing up? I'm going to continue to feel like a failure. So what if we just shifted a little bit? And first of all, the messing up is actually what gets us there. The quote unquote failures is what helps us reach success in anything we do. But I want you to know the doors open to you coming in and saying, hey, Michelle, I'm not sure what I want this to look like. I just know that it has control over me now and I want support, and you want somebody to hold your hand who's been there, help you walk through it, and us just see you develop and grow on this journey. Right now, what I have available is one-on-one coaching. That's each week, you and I on Zoom, you got connection to me. 
in the WhatsApp app. We've got time to connect and talk and work together. I have two spots available for that now, moving into summer. Then I will be doing the group coaching again in the summer. But why wait when you can really spend time digging deep? Okay, so that's open for you. Email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. We can get on a call and chat a little bit, and I can tell you a little bit more what that looks like. Are you ready? Are you ready to be set free, sister? Email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey, sister, are you newly alcohol-free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over-drinking even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Thank you, first of all, for putting into the poll of the things that you want to learn about so I could help you walk through that tonight and give you some tangible steps to take if you're someone who is wanting to reduce your drinking, if you're wanting to stop drinking, or if you just are just super curious of like, I don't know if I want to quit or not, I don't, I might want to try to moderate. And here's the thing is I'm here for it all. And that's the thing that you'll get from me as a coach and a leader is my desire is to help you walk through these internal questions that you're having in this, this internal dialogue and this curiosity and this exploration completely without judgment, really just to a place where you get to walk this out and then make choices and continue to make those choices as well. So that's what we are doing here. And um, so, yeah, I, uh, I definitely, I'm here for it. Definitely here for it. So I'm going to be showing up in just a second. Let me just make sure everything's all set. All right, cool. Let me go ahead and share my screen. Hey, Stephanie, I just saw you pop inside of the Zoom. And if anybody else does that too, if you, I will mute you um, just because I'm jumping into the presentation, but you can ask questions and we'll go from there. And then those of you, like I said, as a reminder, those of you who are inside of the Facebook group, I am monitoring the chats over here. So if you have any questions, let me know. All right. So set free sisterhood. That's who we are here. That is how, um, this all got started. And I honestly just wanted to talk to y'all a little bit about like a little quick intro, like who, who am I? Like maybe some of you found me through the podcast. Most of you did. I think most of you found me through the podcast. 
Some of you found me through other groups, people tagging you in groups or tagging me in groups and posting that in here. So just a little bit about me. It was summertime of 2018 and I'm sitting in a bathtub. It's in the evening, the lights are out, it's dark. And once again, I had had potentially, more than likely a bottle of wine, maybe more. And I was just, I was just not happy. I was feeling depressed. I was frustrated with myself. I had come to the point where I had tried so many times not to drink. I had tried so many reasons why health kicks, detoxes, all these things. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like this, I'm just to a place of such like, who am I? Like, how did I even get here? Like I knew deep in my core, in my heart and my soul, that there was more for me, that God had a bigger plan for me, that my life surely could mean more. My life could surely feel more abundant, fulfilled. I could be happier. Um, I just knew something had to happen. And I remember sitting there and it was just like a crossroads. Like I really visualized this split. And I realized I was like, I'm here. And if I continue down this path that I'm going down right now, I don't know what was going to happen, but I just knew in my gut that it was not going to be okay. Not only would I continue drinking, I would continue probably excelling my drinking. I was already drinking a bottle a day, more on the weekends. I was hiding it from my husband. I was hiding it from my children. I was making excuses of how early I could start based on my day or if I was stressed out or like, I just was negotiating and, and there was a lot of mind drama and questioning. And then on the other path was like, well, what if I just, what if I stop? Like what would happen if I quit? And I remember listening just in my spirit and those quiet, sweet moments that we get when we just get really still. And it's cool because I think this might be the first time I've ever said it this way, but realizing that God can speak through the drunkenness. He can speak through the numb. You know, that's the thing when we get numb, we numb out everything. We numb out the joy. We numb out the pain, the elation, the sorrow, the celebration. But I felt in my spirit right then, he said, you've been trying all this on your own you have to surrender. Like now's your time. And I was like, well, I thought I kind of had, cause I, I've been praying and been doing the, doing some of the things. And he just was really clear to me that I needed to get out of the way and I needed to surrender, which means to me say, you know what? I got nothing. I've tried to do this on my own. Now I'm giving it to you, God. Okay. So whatever that looks like, maybe in your big picture, I want y'all to kind of think about that. Like, where are you right now in this season? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are you believing about yourself because of the situation that you're in? Or what are you believing that may or may not be true in the future? There's a lot there. So fast forward, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about me. I just want to let y'all know a little bit about why the heck is this person in this group teaching these things, right? 
so I started day by day. I zigged and I zagged and I tried different things and I went to celebrate recovery and I tried AA and I went to a group called Favor, which is a local thing. I read tons of books. I listened to tons of podcasts. I Googled my fingers off trying to figure things out. And I will say that that research has definitely helped me. It helped me start seeing different perspectives and opening up my eyes and like, but what I came to realize, I began to see a really clear path. And yet I also realized that we all have our unique journey. So I just started talking about it. I shared immediately on Facebook. I think when I hit 30 days, I think I said, you know what, for me, I needed social accountability. I didn't know who was watching. Well, I don't even know how many, if anybody's watching right now. And that's the thing is I just decided to start and be super uncomfortable and say, if I put it out there, that's going to give me a little bit more leverage, right? To maybe choose not to drink. And I will say that helped me. Now, do I have any of the women that I've helped so far through boot camps and coaching have ever done that? No, they have not. It's been super private because that was my journey. And that's what God was, he was cultivating this inside of me then. Even then, I didn't have any idea. I didn't even have set free sisterhood. I didn't have an idea about a podcast, any of this. So fast forward, started walking it out, walking it out, walking it out, walking it out. Started making shifts in my life, started sharing. And then I felt like I started getting in these like coaching communities. I found my people that I wanted to learn from and be mentored by. And I got certified and I started helping other women and helping other women with all kinds of things, not just drinking. This just happens to be sort of my specialty, but I help women with like anxiety and just unhappy in their marriage. Maybe not sure if they want to stay in their jobs, like all kinds of things. And I just started working and walking and doing these action steps, which the reason why this part matters is because this is a lot of what you're going to do. When you walk into this self-discovery, you're going to take steps and you're going to take actions. And sometimes you won't even have a clue what the picture looks like down the road because you're just knowing that you need to take the next step. So that's what I did one after the other. I tripped, I screwed up, I probably said stupid stuff. If I go back and watch some of my early videos, I would die laughing at myself. And even my early podcasts, some of my early podcast episodes, but I just knew that that is the journey, one step at a time. And it's not linear, it's up and down, it's sideways, and that there's nothing wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with you this is just our journey. What would be wrong is if we chose to stop. That would be wrong. That would be a really bad decision. So my excitement for you is that you're here and you're going to watch this, whether you're here live or on the replay, and you're going to keep taking steps. So then I created the podcast. Then I created how I help people coach too. And then I continued and created this group coaching program that we're doing called the Stop Drinking Boot Camp. So. I'm moving on ready to dive in y'all. Okay. <clears throat> First, we're going to talk about just, I'm going to highlight gratitude because this is something we hear about a lot, but I don't know if we've really all kind of let it sink in to how powerful this is. So in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently, asso consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions relish good experiences, improve their health, 
deal with adversity and build strong relationships. The end. No, just kidding. Um, look at that though. How powerful is that? And that doesn't mean, let me tell you what this doesn't mean. This doesn't mean that you look around you and you're like, well, I do have a nice house and I do have a, you know, a good husband and good kids and a good job. So I said, I said, I should just be grateful and I shouldn't like complain or I shouldn't want more in my life. I shouldn't want to be more fulfilled or I shouldn't ask more of my relationships. Not true. What this means is if we're constantly turning our attitude in our hearts towards gratitude, it will increase the positive emotions. It will highlight these good experiences in our lives, even inside of the yuck. I've had some stuff lately in my life that I would call yuck. But inside of that, there's been a ton of gratitude. It will improve your health, especially when you're grateful for your healthy body. You're grateful that you can get up and move and I can go exercise and all of these things. And it will help you deal with adversity because you have more of a stable footing. And you can use this in your daily verbal conversations or even written. I do it with my kids on the way to school. What are y'all grateful for today? Most times, because they're used to this, they start spouting out stuff. Sometimes they're like, nothing. I'm like, great. Now go find something. And I will sit there and we'll be quiet, quiet and we don't get music until somebody says it. And it can be as simple as my daughter the other day said, mascara, she's 12, mascara and new makeup, you know? All right. So here's what we're going to dive into. Now you're getting to the meaty stuff. Okay. I wanted to stay within and under an hour for y'all. And I am going to post this on the podcast too soon. So what did you ask for? I said, Hey, what do y'all want to know? And you said you want to learn how to create new routines. You want to learn how to recognize your triggers. You want to learn how to shift your negative thoughts. And then I have a special, special offer for you as well. All right. So the first thing I want you to do, if you have a journal and when you're watching this, I highly recommend that y'all do this. And since this is in the group, you guys can go back and watch it. Okay. So you'll be able to see it. And there are some worksheets inside this event that I posted in the group as well. Okay. For those of you listening on the podcast that you're not in the group yet, just search up set free sisterhood and you'll find us and you can jump on in here. And I want to start doing this maybe once a month for y'all. Okay. So the more you engage and the more you tell me what you need, the more I will come and serve you and help you grow. All right. So write down everything you do from a.m. to p.m. Okay. Just checking to see if there's any comments. Okay. I'm serious about this. A.m. to p.m. I want you to write down from the moment you wake up. Now you don't have to do every time you go to the bathroom or all that good stuff, but I do want pretty much like I pretty much want you to say, yeah, I wake up at six. You know, for me, I go to the bathroom, I go downstairs and get my coffee, come back up. It's about um, 6.15. You know, I sit down and have my quiet time, journal a little bit. Then I get the kids up for school and then I start getting dressed and ready and then we leave and then we go to school. And then so there's this pattern, right? I want you to write this out on like what your normal, normal day looks like. Why are we doing this? Well, because we need to know inside of here, what are your normal routines? And you actually may have 
sort of a Monday through Friday and then a weekend might look different. I know that's kind of how mine, mine looks different. Like my weekdays look pretty structured and then my weekends were a little different, which sometimes can be tricky because we may actually have more open space and yet not have a good system in place. So I want you to sit down and I want you to just write it out in order like you're writing six, six thirty, seven, seven thirty, all the way through your day, your block of time for work. Do you go out and eat lunch anywhere? What time do you get off work? What do you typically do after work? Are you picking up the kids or are you going straight home? What are your normal routines? Do you, do you typically swing by and pick up food or do you go by the grocery store or do you kids have sports and you're going here and there and everywhere and is there downtime inside of when they're in sports that practice do you stay in your car do you walk on a track do you sit and watch them do you run to the you know can you leave and run to the store like every little thing and i know that this might be like why we gotta do all that but i promise you this is key because until we get a clear picture of what our systematic life looks like then we might not know where do you typically drink you want to say, oh, well, I usually eat cravings at five o'clock. Well, why? Because once we map out our day, we'll begin to realize like, oh, because at four o'clock I was finishing up work and I was kind of negotiating. I'm like, man, I'm really tired, but I need to work out. And oh, I just bought that new bottle of wine. Or for me, clients would bring me bottles of wine as gifts or tips, right, at the salon. And if so, so eager to go drink it, they had no idea that I didn't save that for a special occasion. That junk was, I was like drinking it that night. That was like my permission slip to go home and drink that night. Right. So just kind of map all this out. Okay. That's step one. Once you have it mapped out, here's what I want you to do. And I want you ladies to really take the time to do this. Do not as I will say, as Jillian Michaels used to say, don't phone it in, which means don't be lazy. Don't pretend that this is something you kind of did. Like this is a really big deal. And I'll explain why. Okay. Because right now you're in the muck. Right now you're in the messy middle. You're in this routine and this pattern. And in order to create new routines like we we know and we'll talk about this in a second we know that we can change out running by the store to not going by the store and going home and walking our dog like we know these things can happen but we have to kind of decide like why and who who is the woman that i'm becoming that would do that instead like the, the girl that was here last week you version of you you were the one driving by the store buying wine. So we need to decide, okay, where do you want to be three months from now? Like, and if, if three months feels like, I don't like, that's what is that June, March, April, May, like the beginning of June, what does that look like? Like, what are you doing? What are you wearing? What is your routine? Like, what would you see yourself doing? Like, this is where you really need to, you, if y'all notice when I'm getting really serious about visualization, I will naturally close my eyes. This is natural for me now. I used to not do that. I used to just be like, everything was super intellect for me, right? It was either right or wrong or black and white, or this was good or this is bad. This is what this growth will do for you. Then you're going to get to a place where you're just like, wait, let me go here. We're going to tap inside. Like, 
what is Michelle doing three months from now? Like, what is her, like, what is her pattern? Like, how often is she working out? Like, what is she, what is she wearing? Like, what's her routine? Like, how's she feeling in her own skin? Like, so once you get this desire and you know that she's, man, she doesn't drink, she goes to work and then she comes and she goes straight to the gym because she's found a workout group that she loves and is so much fun. And when it's pretty, sometimes she'll take a dip in the pool. You know, she really has gotten a lot more clarity because she's not drinking. So she's able to like get her work done in like less time blocks so that she actually can find time in the evenings to chill with her family and sit out by the fire pit. And, you know, she's, she's taking better care of herself. So she, she bought her something new. She bought some really nice summer clothes and she bought her some fresh underwear. Cause she's just kind of been wearing those frumpy underwear to sleep in for a while. Cause who cares? She's not happy in her life. She wasn't, she was lazy. And it was like, what does it matter? Nobody sees my underwear anyway. Like, really get serious about who is the version of you who is stephanie in three months who is katie in three months who is stacy in three months who is lana in three months who is chris who is carrie who are all these women i want y'all to visualize where you are in three months and i want you to take time and i want you even if they're small steps even if you're like really all i see is I'm not drinking anymore because I started drinking seltzer water and I walk my dog every day. Awesome. Does it have to be this huge grandiose? But then when we go three months from there, it could be, it could be even bigger because the whole thing is we want to tap in to the woman that we want to become, which is way bigger than just saying, I just don't want to drink anymore. It's a bigger deal than that. And this is what I'm here to help you do. So these are ideas, the, the drive a different way home, take an exercise class, meet for coffee with a friend, walk your dog, be creative. I've talked to ladies, they're like, you know, I used to paint when I was young. One of the best questions you can ask yourself is, what did I do for fun when I was younger? You know, some people say dance and I'm like, well, first of all, dancing is for free. And have you been to YouTube lately? Because not only do they have awesome music, so does your phone, your iPhone, but they've got like probably free dancing YouTubes, right? And you could take a Zumba class or some sort of shagging class or whatever. Like the thing is, is that when you start to open your mind up to creating these new things, and this may be just one time a week to start out with, to just try something. But if you know that you have a specific time of day that is a trigger for you, which we're about to get to, but is something that like, oh crap, I looked at my day when I mapped it out, it's always at 4.30 or it's always at 6.30, then I want you to start there. Start there first and say, in those moments that is my normal like thing that happens to me, that normal time I drink, this is gonna be my new go-to. And then I want you to create a, a jar, if you will, a new, routine, a new routine jar or some sort of note card or however that works for you. Make it creative and fun or I'm a list maker. I mean, I love these cute ideas on Pinterest with all these cute little like this draw from the jar and Lord knows they give you all kinds of things to do with your kids. But those things, it just doesn't work for me. That's not how I'm wired. 
give me a list and I'll write it down and I'll keep it somewhere tucked away or I'll type a note on my phone and I'll have a go-to, okay? Let me know if y'all have any ideas for those of you who are in the chat. You can let me know on Facebook or even later when you watch this, just as a reminder, you can go back in, okay? All right, so now let's talk about triggers. All right, so we wanna recognize our triggers and a lot of times we use that word and I mean, I think it's pretty clear. I don't know if I would really use any other word or not because I just feel like that's what it is, right? Is your your trigger? There's some kind of physical response. So it always starts with awareness. And I know y'all heard me talk about this. You have to have knowledge or perception of a situation of the or a fact. Like until you're really aware and you're becoming more self-aware of all this stuff's going on, whether it's the chatter in your mind on replay or it's the physical response inside of your body then it's going to be hard for you to really walk out these other steps. So I want you to really practice a lot of awareness from this moment forward. Whenever you hear this, I want you to start just going, huh, that was, a, that was a different thought I was thinking today. That wasn't very nice the way I was talking to myself or, huh, that just like when my husband said blank, I felt heat shoot up my neck or, huh, the way that girl just looked at me, that made me my heart race and feel hot inside, right? Because how many times have we seen somebody like just glance over at us and there's some story that just ran in an instant in our brain and we think she's looking at us and talking about us or we think she's judging us. <laughs> Y'all, this is real. I see it in my children. I see it in all humanity. You're just making these assumptions because there's a story. But the, the cool thing is, is that in, until you're aware that you're doing that, there's really nothing you can do to change it. The awareness comes when you take the time to dive in and pay attention. And the good news is, once you see it, you can't unsee it, which is great news. And yet, sometimes will drive you crazy because there's been times where I'm just like, I drive my own self crazy because now I notice and hear things, right? And I'm like, ah, you know, there it is again. I got to do something about it now. Um, and usually I want to do some of the, something about it. So it's okay. All right. So I want you to say, wow, like, wow, <laughs> I just had a physical response. And then what is it that I feel? And that means more of not judging it not like i feel angry or i feel sad not that like really like what is it like in your body okay <clears throat> and this kind of is going to take you to step away and let me just tell you people in your life at home might get a little weirded out and that's okay just say hey michelle told me my homework is to check in and do some awareness stuff you good all right we good that's what you need to do okay because they're going to be like what is she doing? Or you can step away, find a little place, but I want you to just get, get observant and start checking in because sometimes we might check in and really maybe it is neutral and that's okay too. There is no right or wrong to this, right? There is no, 
well, I didn't feel anything specific. Is there something wrong? No, that's just what it is. There may not be a physical response right then, but I'm gonna bet most of the time when we're talking about this topic around the desire to drink or something happening in your home at your work, it is triggering some kind of physical response. We may label it as stress and we choose to drink. Right now, I'm backing it up. And all I want you to do is just observe. Hmm. My neck's really tight. How many of y'all felt that, that tension up the back of your neck? My neck's really, really tight, or my chest feels tight, or I have what I would call butterflies in my stomach, or I'm feeling hot in my armpits, like all kinds of stuff like that. That's all we're doing here. We're just taking a look at it, and we're just seeing that what in the world is going on, okay? All right, moving on. So here's your map. Now, this is one of the things that I put inside of. This is just four sections. There's actually six. This is what I put into the group, the worksheet, that if you guys wanna go in and print it out, okay? So this is kinda of like your map. So we're gonna start over here from left to right. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna notice first the sensations, the awareness, where it's at in your body. Then, or, or vice versa, you can do both of these. Then you can say, hmm, I feel really embarrassed. That feels like embarrassed to me because that's a little bit more of when we kind of like, not that we're judging in a bad term, but that way we're kind of intellectually determining, okay, what is that feeling? So where is this feeling in my body? Feels like tension. That made me angry. I'm so frustrated that he keeps asking me every freaking night what's for dinner, right? How many times have we heard that? Like, it's on the calendar. Don't ask me, right? Maybe that's it. Maybe somebody said something to you and it felt embarrassing. Maybe you feel sad. It's just a good way to kind of, kind of know, like, where is this going, right? Then ask yourself, like I mentioned before, what is it about this particular situation that has brought this up for me? Like, invest, this is where the investigating comes up. Like, golly. Huh. It's because he said that. My daughter did this. My son did not follow through. You know, she lied to me. This happened at work today. Whatever it is, just really going, this is what's brought this up for me. And then you need to feel it. And this is one of the biggest things that we in this community have not done in a really long time because of the alcohol. I'll be the first to tell you, years and years I would cope with a lot of emotions not just the ones that like just think about it like we sometimes want to label emotions as positive and negative and I know that there's ones that possibly feel the energy feels better like of course we want to be happy and joyful and calm and peaceful and and then we don't want to feel the grief and the sorrow and the pain and the uh, but they're all energy in our body. And when we judge them and we try to tell them not to be there and that they're not needed to be present right now, then we're basically telling ourselves that, that, that there's something wrong and it shouldn't be there. 
And so a lot of times that emotion will sort of dissolve, but back down into your body. Like emotions buried alive, never die. They truly just go back in. So the more we have coped and the more we have covered, the more I was so like, yeah, I hardly ever cry. No big deal. I was like, I look back, I'm like, of course you didn't cry. You never allowed yourself to get to the point of releasing the emotion. There wasn't anything badass about me or like super tough because I just refused to let it come out. And I would just choose to drink and then that numbs it out anyway, right? But here's what's happening too is we make it worse because we stuff it down. And it's not going anywhere. We just don't feel it right then. And then we get busy with our life and we get busy with our life and all these emotions are packing in there. And that's why we're, we're responding in a certain way that maybe we're not doing in integrity or that align with our values. And that's something we dive deeper into and why that matters. And the reason why that a lot of times you're feeling, feeling this inner tug because you're not living the way that you want to truly live, but you yet haven't really understood why. Then we want to go to releasing. Releasing means <clears throat> crying. Uh, I, I, do, I teach y'all something called release pages inside of the boot camp where you just scribble, 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 and just get it all out, get it all out as fast as you can write, as fast as your thoughts come out. You can walk, you can punch a pillow, you can scream in your car, you can just scribble on a page. You, there's so many things you can do. And if you noticed all of these, <coughs> excuse me, all of these have some kind of movement. Why do you think they have movement? Because the energy in your body needs to come out. Now, even when you're sobbing, crying on the floor, are you really super, super still? If you've done that in a while, I just had about a week ago, just something that came up. And I just let it. And I didn't have any words. There wasn't anything that I needed to say. But I just let it come out. And it was one of those, like, my body was moving and I was crying with sound. So, therefore, that energy was still moving out of me. And I did. I cried. And it was out. And then I felt so much better once it was released. And then... Sometimes you can choose to sit down and look into it and kind of like think a little bit about it. Like, huh, where did that come from? And you know, I already knew where it came from, but to really kind of talk to it. And then sometimes you don't, sometimes you just need to release it. Right. All right. Moving on. How are we doing? We're doing good on time. It's been about 30 minutes. All right. So we've talked about outlining your day visualizing future you three months from now so you can reverse engineer your routines. We've talked about triggers, tapping in and finding out, having the awareness of where they're at in your body, all these things, releasing them. Okay. Now, this is really good to do after you release emotions. This is really good to do if you have been possibly like obsessing over a problem or obsessing over a situation to where you can really write out all the things that you're thinking. Okay. Why is this important? Because we will never, and I don't use universals much, 
but we will never figure it out up here when there's a cluster of puzzle pieces. One of my coach, Michelle Moore, we had a conversation a long time ago on the podcast. <clears throat> She's awesome. She was just talking about how, hey, it's, you got all these puzzle pieces up here. They all have different shapes. They all have different pictures on them and they're jumbled up. You can't see the big picture until you lay them out on the table and you can actually see how they have, they interwork or interconnect with each other. And I love that visual because we spend so much time up here in our brains, um, overthinking, over intellecting, trying to determine like, is this, is this, this, and is this that? And should I do this? And should I do that? And I can't believe he said that. And, and you go back and pop up all these memories. Well, this is a great place to sit down and do a thought download all your thoughts. So you want to create a space in your day and set a timer for about 10 minutes. Okay. Like I said, you're downloading. You're going to like, you're clicking the button on your computer. Nobody's in there judging your computer about how fast it's downloading and where it's putting it and like, Ooh, let me see what it's saying. It just downloads. So I want you to just download and I want you to write where you can read it. <laughs> Cause these are the, some of the times we're going to go back and take a look at them. Now I have scribble scrabbled on release pages before and I cannot read my handwriting and it was fine cause I needed to get it out. But if really I'm trying to like, in this case, really do some, a little bit more digging and, um, assessing my thoughts. And I really do need to write fairly neatly. Okay. Now, some of you may say, well, can I just type this out? Cause I, I type faster. No, you really can't. Cause this is, um, yes, you can. I'm never going to tell you, you can't really. <laughs> but the reason why I said that so quickly was there's just something about hand to paper, the kinesthetic connection between your hand to paper and your brain it just works it just works more effectively i don't even want to say better it just does you can even do some research on it okay so don't judge them they can be messy and incomplete sentences and misspelled words just write 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 after you're done pull out all the thoughts that seem like facts to you okay and this may be even like you may spend some time doing this in, in one chunk, or you may find it where you need to just write all this down and then go back to it later. You'll, you'll decide what works for you. Okay. So pulling out the thoughts that feels like they're true, like for example, let's just go back to maybe some inner dynamics that happen in the family. Um, you know, he, he doesn't love me. He hates my cooking. My daughter disrespects me, right? Or whatever's going on, whatever the problem is, like he just doesn't understand what I'm dealing with. Like whatever is coming out, I want you to pull them out and I want you to just, just look at them and see if those seem like they're facts to you, okay? All those things I just said, those are not facts. But when I was just beginning this work, I thought they were until I learned different. There's a lot of things that we say and we believe that that is just not true. Okay. And this is where this discovery comes in. Then for this stage in the game, 
is this thought helpful? Is it kind? Like if I'm thinking and I'm believing that my daughter disrespects me, is that helpful? Is that kind? Is that kind to me? Is that kind to her? Is that kind to anything like Michelle, period? How is it making me respond and show up in my life? If I were choosing to believe that my daughter was disrespectful, well, I mean, that's an action, but if that she just doesn't respect me, that's a little bit more clear. Like, there's a difference between my daughter taking action and, and choosing to do a, a disrespectful action, even though I had to be the one to judge whether it was disrespectful, than her, like me believing my daughter just doesn't respect me. It's very, very different, right? Can y'all hear that and see that? So if I'm believing that, how am I showing up in my life? Probably a little guarded. Probably edit how I parent her or talk to her so that I'm not disrespected more. Or I get angry and I'm showing up meaner and harder on her because I believe that about her. Right? And then I want you to ask, what other ways can I think about this situation or myself? That could be anything. Like, how else can I think about it? Say, so, you know what? She just really had a hard day. I know she's in a brand new class at school that's really been tough on her. School in general has been tough lately with all the rules and regulations. And she's having to make big decisions moving into college and I'm using kind of the scenario, my daughter who's moving into college, although she has not been um, disrespectful to me. I mean, she has her moments in her tone, but I'm just trying to use it as an example. So I'm gonna give you a little, get some clarity on that. But just really looking at the situation, no matter who it is, like even if it's something related to someone else in your life or your coworkers, or just what other ways can you think about it? And what other ways can you think about yourself? Because so much of the things that we do and say and how we feel and how we respond and how we choose is all about how we're feeling and judging ourselves. I want you to just like, I mean, I just sometimes, just, I just want you to just kind of hug yourself and I want you to just thank you for being you even inside of your mess and even inside of those parts of you that you just don't like. I don't love everything about me, but I also am not mad about it and I don't judge it. I just recognize that there's some parts of me that might be a little tougher and harsher and thank her for being there and that part of me for being there, but I use it to learn and grow from and and I'm kind to myself and I didn't used to be. So if these things that I'm saying to you now sound super foreign and like, well, you don't know me and what I've done. If you're thinking that kind of stuff and you know, I just don't know how to care for myself and love for myself. Just understand that, that I've been there and you can, you can learn to learn to love the parts of you to be kind to the parts of you. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. If you can't, and I don't think it's can't, I think it's more of if you're choosing that you won't take the time 
to begin to care for yourself and explore who you are and love on yourself and be kind to yourself, then you're choosing to not allow the world to see the beautiful woman that God has made you to be. And you sure can't turn that around and pour that out on other people if you're not doing it for yourself. Okay. All right. Almost done. <clears throat> this is what I want you to finish with after you've done this. Now, I know you're going to have some overachievers in here and you're going to want to get all this done in a day. I'm going to ask you not to do that. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to spread this out over the next week or so, because I'd really want you to take each of these sections. This is a lot of stuff here in under a one hour class that I just decided I was going to teach y'all this week. Okay. So this is what I want you to do too, is as you move forward and you spend some time pen to paper again, because this is how you begin to love yourself and be kind to yourself because, and trust yourself. So how can we trust ourselves to not drink when we say we're not going to drink? How do we trust ourselves to show up the way our future self wants to show up if we haven't even spent time with us and know what we desire in order to trust us? I hope that lands for you. Because you can't trust people you don't get to know, right? You don't just walk up to some stranger and trust them. You need to know them first. So it's very important that you begin to learn who you are. Okay? So here's some journaling questions for you. What do I deeply desire? When do I feel like my best self? When do I feel the most peace? How do I want to feel? On a daily basis, a monthly basis, what are some of the feelings that you just really enjoy feeling and that you want? What tools do you have when you are experiencing sadness, overwhelm, and anger? Like, what do you have in your tool belt right now? I just gave you a few tonight. I'm going to give you more inside of the boot camp. But what do you have so far? You need to kind of know what you have. Then I want you to ask, what am I really good at? We all have things we're good at. We may have things that we have kept hidden and that we are embarrassed or we're nervous about, but we all have things we're good at. And this is just for you. This is not for you to come post homework and do all that stuff. And I also want you to celebrate you for taking the time to do this. So for those of you that actually will do this, it's just like any sort of course or lessons. I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe 5% of you may do this, may actually walk through this and do it. I want you to celebrate. And those of you that just do a little bit and you just map out your day and you do your routine, celebrate, celebrate. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.